Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 312. Fire. 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 Incredible entrepreneurs share their inspiring journey with you every day on Entrepreneur on Fire. Prepare to ignite now. Here's your host with yet another amazing guest, John Lee Dumas. Entrepreneur on Fire. Entrepreneur on Fire. Entrepreneur on Fire. Greetings, Fire Nation. Are you looking for a graphic designer? How about 210,000 of them? 99designs is waiting to connect you to more than 200,000 graphic designers worldwide. Visit 99designs.com slash fire to find out how they can help you with your next logo, web, or apparel design. That's 99designs.com slash fire. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Manesh Bindi. Manesh, are you prepared to ignite? Let's do it. All right. Manesh owns and runs goldforlife.com, an investment community of gold and silver investors with a 92% success rate, the highest in the industry. He teaches people to beat the system, take back control of their wealth, and invest like billionaires. Given Fire Nation just a little overview, Manesh, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you, and then give us an overview of your business. Uh, firstly, thanks for having me on here. It's, uh, it's a privilege to be on here with Thank you. you. Um, so I, overview on me, I started when I was 14. I got handed a book that people might have read. It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, uh, by my dad because I wouldn't listen to him about what he was doing in real estate. Uh, and it took me two years to finish reading that book. But once I had finished reading that book at 16, I decided to get serious about life. Um, and I started looking at property because obviously as after reading Rich Dad Poor Dad, that's what you do. You look at property. Um, and I remember walking past my dad's office where he was, he basically negotiated property deals for investors and thinking I heard him on the phone negotiating a deal. And with the, uh, I would say, arrogance and ignorance and naivety all mixed in one <laughs> formula, um, I said, hey, I could do that too. That sounds easy. Not knowing what was it, what it was entailing, none of that. I just said, you know, I could do that too. That sounds easy. So cut a long story short, um, within the next couple of years, I started negotiating property deals uh, for investors. And then by 18, I did my first property deal, which was a million pounds worth of property. Um, in London Docklands with a £68,000 cashback. And after that, the story just continues. We sort of started teaching uh, property investing, then moved on to the stock market. Uh, And now we teach people how to invest in gold and silver. Well, man, we're going to dive way into the gold for life and the silver part of that as well later on in this interview, Manesh. But before we do, we love starting Entrepreneur on Fire off with a success quote to get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away for us. My favorite quote, um, I've got a lot of, I read a lot. My favorite quote is Wayne Dyer, which is, uh, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And the reason why I love that is that people look at the surface of that quote, but when you dive deeper into that quote, and it just opens up so many different avenues of life that are within that one quote, um, it just reminds me every single day that I'm in control and you know what I want is just a perception away. So bring this down to the ground level, though, for us, because when you say when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. When have you actually done this for a specific example in life and how did it pan out for you? 
When I was negotiating property deals, one of the things that I had was I'm way too young. I mean, I was 17 years old trying to negotiate two or three million pound property development deals. Um, and when I went into uh, a, a negotiation at one point, the person I was negotiating with who was in his 40s or 50s had the, uh, the nerve to say that I was an assistant. I, you know, it was just me going to the meeting, but he had the nerve to say, when is your boss getting here? At that point, that really crashed my confidence completely at that point. Um, and then I realized that just by understanding that I actually have the advantage of being young because it's unexpected. So suddenly, if I just learn how to control the negotiation, if I learn that skill, suddenly by changing the way I looked at my age in, in that industry, I was in power again. And so that's one example as to how it's helped. Great example, Manesh. It's really when you take things down to that ground level and you really look at how we interact with people and our mindset shifts when we decide to make that mindset shift, powerful things can always come from that. And I want to continue this great story atmosphere as we move forward because Manesh, Entrepreneur on Fire, it's about the journey of the entrepreneur and you're our spotlighted guest today. So we want to hear your journey. So take us to another time in your entrepreneurial journey when you failed or when you came up against a massive obstacle or challenge that you really had to dig deep to overcome. And how did you overcome that? One of the biggest lessons that I learned uh, in business with my first business, which was teaching investors how to invest in property, how to do things that we were doing. Um, I spent so much time focusing on becoming a success that I forgot to plan how to stay successful after the event had happened because success is just an event. Success is one moment in time. Um, and I think what people like, I completely disregarded it uh, to start thinking about how do I stay successful after we've got the business running, after we've got the clients flooding in, after we've got all that happening, what are the limitations? How do we stay successful for 10, 20, 30 years? And that ultimately, that uh, not focusing on that led to um, that business ending sooner than it should have because we didn't focus on you know how to grow our team effectively. We didn't focus on the external market uh, factors that caused our business to to stop running sooner than uh, it should have, which was you know the market crashing back in two thousand seven, um, and just not focusing on how to stay successful um, harmed the progress that the company could have made. So I think that was one thing that really got to me at that point because I was like, you know, you know, like after a project finishes, you're like, how the hell did this just finish right from under my feet? faster than I could have actually planned it or that I wanted it to finish. And it was that one thing. It was the long-term thinking of it. We were thinking too tactically. So Manesh, take us to that moment because you said that success is a moment in time and then the journey continues. So take us to that moment when you did have success. Explain to us that moment and then share with us exactly how things fell apart after that. So success to me was speaking uh, twice a month to new prospective investors of rooms with at least 200 people in each room, uh, walking away with a 10 to 20% conversion of the room as clients, then doing a fulfillment seminar uh, and fulfilling those clients. And then, you know, though, out of the fulfillment seminar, 30 to 40% of those taking the upsell to buy a property. Um, that was success because we, it, it, we were printing money. 
effectively. If you, if you could get any closer to printing money, uh, it would be illegal. Right? <laughs> we, were, we, were making, we were making a lot of so money. So you're saying, listen, I do the two sessions per month. I'm going to convert this many people from these sessions. I'm going to convert this many people from the conversion. And it's just math, baby. It was certain. You know, like that point where you're just like, okay, this is just routine now. Um, it was certain. And then I remember one day that uh, because we had connections within the industry, we sort of found out a few things before they actually happened. Um, so we found out that uh, the main mortgage provider that we were using was going to pull the services that we were mainly using. So we didn't look at the fact that that one mortgage provider could create, have a service that could completely destroy uh, everything that we were doing. And that, you know, led to, uh, led to the business stopping. And that was literally in the space of a week. Wow. So there is no other mortgage company that you could go to to substitute for what that person was providing? Not for exactly what that person was providing, no. If you could just boil down one lesson that you learned from that experience, Manesh, from that success that you had, from that printing money, from that being very comfortable and almost getting into that routine of like, all right, I'm going to show up. X number of people are going to convert. X number of people are going to convert from that. Money's in the bank. On to the next month. What is that one lesson that you can pull from that entire experience that you can share with Fire Nation? Success isn't a moment. It's a way of life. Because in that at that time, I was looking at that success as a moment in time. Even though we were doing it month to month and everything was happening, it was still one moment. What I learned was that success is a way of life. So you've got to keep looking forward. You, got, you can't get comfortable in the moment that you're in. Fascinating story. So, Manesh, let's either move forward and move back because this is your choice. This is your story that you're going to tell. But at some point, you had a true aha moment where a light bulb went off and you said, wow, this resonates with me. This resonates with who I want to be, what I want to become with my potential target audience. What was that light bulb that went off when the clouds just parted and the sun just shined through? And how did you turn that into success? This one's really interesting because I think I became what people would call successful before I had the aha moment. And then that aha moment came and then we went in a whole different direction. What I realized was that my purpose on the planet is to help people evolve. Um, and how I do that and how I've been given the gifts to do that is through the use of money. See, everyone has money in common. Every single person on the planet has money in the back of their mind. And I've been given the gift to tap that emotion, to tap that need, to tap that want that people have, to then bring them in and take them on a whole new journey. And when I understood that, I realized that goal for life is actually my true purpose uh, and my mission. Um, for what I want to create. Because when people and students come into Gold for Life, we don't just teach them about investing in gold and silver. They learn about setting their visions. They learn about how to um, manifest things. They learn about everything that happens to do with money. But the aha moment came that when I understood what my purpose was, everything aligned to that. The company aligned to it. The, the students aligned to it. Everything sort of aligned to it. And everything's been effortless since that moment. So when you had that aha moment, what specifically did you do to change your business to accommodate this new mindset? Because you're so right. Mindset is so important. And so many people are going to come to you probably being like, okay, I'm going to get a nice lesson about how to invest in gold and how to short silver or one of these many things. And you're like, listen, sit down. I want to spell some truth out for you about how you need to shift your mindset. We use money. We use wealth as an attention grabber. Because we can show people how to make money. We've got a 92% success rate. That's a given. 
I think when people, when you give somebody a result, they start paying attention to you. And what we then did was figured out how do we get that result into everyone's hands as fast as possible. So we handed, I mean, we had a 35% success rate before we added this little uh, thing in. And then what we did was as soon as, once we realized that was as soon as a new student comes in, the first thing they've got to do with blind faith absolute blind faith before they get access to the training that they've paid £5,000 for is they've got to go and place an investment. It's not real money, but they've got to place a virtual investment with blind faith following the strategy. And what we found with that is that as soon as you give people a taste of the result, they're hooked. And that, that's how we change the business, really. So walk us through an example of somebody walking into your door, going and making a virtual investment. Give us a real example of what that person would do, what they would invest in, what that taste of success might be, and then how that hooks them in. Okay, so the problem with the industry right now, my in, you know the investment education industry, is that the average success rate of any program is somewhere between 3 and 6%, or 3 and 8%, I should say. The... People are, not, people are not aware of this, obviously. So the first thing that we do is, again, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change, going back to the first quote that I said, what we want to do is change people's perspective on investing. Because when somebody goes in to buy a, a, an investment education program, right now in the market, they're not looking at it going, okay, I'm going to take a look at Gold for Life, uh, and it's certainly going to work because I've done all my research around it. What they're looking, what they're thinking is, I'm going to have a look at Gold for Life, I hope it works. But in that very moment of you saying, I hope it works, I'm going to try this, you've already killed your any chance of success. So what we want to do is we want to reframe that totally. So when somebody comes in who's absolutely new and they might have tried a couple other investment programs, haven't worked for them, the first thing we do is we say, right, blind faith, follow exactly what we're saying, right? Absolute blind faith. They do it and they go through... Uh, you know, just a simple virtual investment, which basically teaches them how to buy gold below market value. It's the first part of our actual investment strategy. Walks them through the whole thing in 20 minutes. What they realize is that, damn, this actually works. So before they've even gotten to the education, they already know that the system works. And that's how we reframe it. And that's how we give somebody an experience of what the industry has coached them and conditioned them to believe or their experience in the industry, which is, okay, all of this stuff is out there, none of this works for me, to within 20 minutes of joining the program, they already know that it works for them. See, Manesh, what I love about everything that you're saying is that you're a tracker. You track statistics, you know statistics, and you know how to improve those. You've already thrown up some great ones that the average is 3 to 8%, that you used to be 35, now you're 92. I mean, all these numbers you're being able to toss out because you track these things, and that's so valuable. And such a great lesson for all the listeners here is the value and the importance of tracking, of tracking your results. And if you track your results, then you can make adjustments. In your case, it was only a little minor adjustment that increased your success rate exponentially from 35 to 92%. So, I mean, that's just fascinating that just by getting out there, by continuing to listen and to study your potential target market, your customer, your client, you can continue to improve your product, your service, what you're offering until you get into this really insane number, like a 92% success rate. So my hat's off to you, Manesh. And if you could boil down just one clear lesson that you learned from that entire experience, that aha moment that you had, what would it be? 
most people know their sales statistics better than they know their student success rate statistics. Amazes me how many people know, you know, how many people are going to land on my opt-in page, how many of them are going to convert to an opt-in, how many are going to take the first sale, then the down sale. It's like, are you in this? What are you in this for? Are you really in this to change people's lives? Because I tell you what, if you just focus on the client getting the result, the sales take care of themselves. That's one thing I've learned. So I think what people really have to figure out is how do you track your students' success rates? That's the only thing that matters. We can go out there into the market and say we have a 92% independently verified student success rate. Who, the student, the market doesn't care about our sales statistics. Yet all entrepreneurs, well, majority of them anyway, focus more on knowing their sales statistics than they know about what their student success rates are. And then they complain why they're not getting sales. Does that make sense? It makes so much sense. And I just want to repeat that. And that is focus on your student success rate and then the sales will come. The success will come. And so that is just such a great mindset and mentality. It's that quote that I love by Albert Einstein, try not to become a man of success, but rather become a man of value. And you, Manesh, are providing value. You're providing success at a very high rate to your students and everything else is taking care of itself because you have that end goal in mind. And your end goal in mind is adding value to your clients in terms of success, the bottom dollar. So another time, I have to commend you for that. And what I want to talk about really quickly now, Manesh, is a question that every entrepreneur kind of looks at differently, thinks about, comes back with different answers. So I just always love that because it adds some variety to the show. Have you had an I've made it moment? Yes. <laughs> I had an I, I've made it moment. And I, it was when I... Uh, I was well. I have to tell you the story for behind it now. We love stories here. I was 13 years old, and I'm sitting in the back of my mom's uh, Mercedes C-Class, and my dad's driving, and uh, in front of us is this huge boat. Like I, you know, I didn't know what car it was at the time. So I, you know, from the back seat, I said to my dad, "Hey, which car is that?" And my dad said, "That's a Bentley. That's way too expensive." And my mom, without even thinking, now these are parents who have told me I can have anything I want in the world if I just work for it, right? My mom, in a split second, turned around and said, yes, that's too expensive. That's not for us, right? Now, this mindset, quite frankly, pissed me off. Uh, in, you know, that, that annoyed me a lot because I was like, okay, so I, you tell me I can have anything I want besides that car that somebody else is driving. So cut a long story short, um, I said I wanted to buy the car before I was 50 years old, not knowing, you know, like how much the car is or anything like that when I was 13. Uh, and we did it before I was uh, – one of my mentors said, cut it down to half. Um, and so we did it before I was 25. Uh, and I bought the car and I'm signing the papers for it. And I – this moment was magical for me. I sat inside the seat of the car after I'd signed it. So we've done the test drive and everything, signed the papers, and I sit down – in the driver's seat of the car, put my hands on the steering wheel, owning it now, and I realized I'd made it and I don't need this car anymore. And at that one moment, I realized that all of my limitations to what I felt that success was or what people had put on me were gone away. And at that point, I realized I was certain. Success was certain for me at that point. Um, and at the same time, I had no more attachment to the car because that was a goal that I had. Uh, so, yeah, at that point, I knew that I'd made it, so to say. 
the pressure sort of lifted away. So what'd you do with the car? <laughs> I, I tell, I'll be really honest with you because I live in London and my office is in Canary Wharf. You can't really drive it around everywhere because it's so big that uh, it doesn't fit in any of the car parts. So I bought the car and it was sitting on the driveway because I, I went and bought a runaround car um, three weeks later thinking, oh, damn, you know, I can't take this anywhere. So then the car sat on the driveway for five months. Uh, and I drove it about once a month. And in the end, I just, you know, I got rid of it. I realized it was, it was too expensive of a tarmac cover to keep. Well, that was just another part of your journey, Manesh. And we love talking, analyzing, chatting about the journey here at Entrepreneur on Fire. So give us your thoughts, your philosophy on the entrepreneurial journey. How should entrepreneurs view that part of their life? I said this the other day on Facebook and, and people went crazy over it. And that was... What I've really learned is that I used to really want a million dollars, right? But now what I really want is good karma. And by that, I mean I want good energy coming towards me because I finally realized that money is inevitable. I, all entrepreneurs need to get to the point where they know in every fiber of their body, every fiber of their system, that if they just do what they're doing, Money is absolutely inevitable. A lot of the time, the reason why a business fails, in my experience and you know, in the experience that I've seen people go through, is because they just doubted it on some level. I know that money is absolutely inevitable. So again, I used to want a million dollars. Now I just want good karma. Love that, Manesh. I can see why the fans on Facebook went crazy. And I want to bring things up to the present moment. You've done an amazing job sharing some stories from your journey, from your life, your actual experiences. But take us up right right now to the present time because you have a lot of exciting things going on at goldforlife.com. Share with Fire Nation one or two things that are just really exciting you right now. One of the business lessons that I learned was that the quality of the, of the fruits that come along with the journey are dependent on the quality of the intention or the goal. Um, and this is why I understand that wealthy people can't stop Right? Why do we always see rich people getting richer and richer and richer? Because we understand that once you set bigger goals, we have bigger fruits that come to us along the way of the journey. So what I'm realizing now is I just want to get just do bigger and bigger and bigger, bigger things. Like we've got a book launch that we're planning. Um, and I was just sitting, I was talking with one of my team members and I, I, everyone's talking about, you know, selling, you know, a couple of thousand books in the first week and, doing 20,000 maybe to get on the New York Times bestseller list. And I said, you know what? Why can't we sell 100,000 books in a week? It's just a crazy question that came out of my mind. And none of these questions or this inspiration would have come out of my mind unless the quality of the intention that we have for Gold for Life to change the way the world looks at money, to, to change the way people look at money, um, had been there. So, Basically, we've got you know a book launch that we're planning. We've got speaking tours that we're planning all around the world. Very, very exciting things. And we just want to maintain our success rate. That's the main thing for me. If we can maintain the success rate and bring in thousands and thousands of people, we'll literally change the way the world looks at money by the time we finish with this. In your eyes on the prize, Manesh, you found the winning combination. Focus on the success rate of the people you're trying to serve. And that's all you need to do. And that's all the listeners need to do. Focus on that success rate and everything will follow. Love that, Manesh. And we're going to break in here real quick to thank 99designs. 
97, 98, 99, 99 Designs is packed with over 210,000 graphic designers worldwide who are ready to help you with your next logo, web, apparel, or mobile app design. It's so easy to get started today. Simply visit 99designs.com slash fire, tell them what you're looking for, and dozens of designers will submit quality designs created just for you. Not only does 99designs offer a complimentary design consultation with their San Francisco design team once you sign up, they also offer continued world-class customer support 24-7 over the phone, via email, and on chat. Don't delay Fire Nation. When you visit 99designs.com slash fire, you'll get a $99 power pack of services for free. That's right, Fire Nation. 99designs is offering you a $99 power pack of services for free. So visit 99designs.com slash fire to start your next design. Perfect segue to my favorite part of the show, the lightning rounds. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you can back at us Fire Nation style with amazing and mind-blowing answers. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? When I started my age, I felt that I was way too young when I started because I was doing, you know, I was negotiating property deals that 30, 40, 50 year olds were paying to go to seminars and coaching programs to learn about. And I was negotiating them when I was 16, 17 years old. I did my first deal when I was 18. And I always felt that, oh, damn, are these people going to listen to me? You know, and that would, that held me back from becoming an entrepreneur and really going out there and saying, listen, you need to sit down because you have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> let, me, let me show you how to do this. You know, and that confidence only came after, after doing it for a few years. If you want to be, do. And that's where the confidence is going to come. Exactly. What's the best advice you've ever received, Manesh? The best advice that I've ever received, again, it goes back to the quality of the fruits and the journey is dependent on the quality of the intention because most people have an intention for making a million dollars, right? Because that's, that's in, you know, respect my language, forgive my language, that's bullshit. Because if you have that intention of making a million dollars, whatever, you're going to do it. But if you have the intention of making a million dollars, that allows you to change the way people think about money. And it allows you to travel the world. It allows you to do things for your friends and family that, you know, you never thought possible. And you detail all of these things down in a life design and a reality storm, as I call it, then all the fruits that come along and the inspirations and the manifestations that happen, happen faster. And more importantly, they happen much more accurately because you know what the end picture looks like. So the best advice I got was paint that damn picture. Manesh, what's one specific action that listeners can take in the next 24 hours to bring them one step closer to their dreams? Find out, Okay, this one's gonna this one's gonna sound kind of weird, so let me explain it. Find out what it takes to become successful in the dream that you have, and then go and find out all the data in the world that shows you that somebody like you can do that. Because what you're really doing here is building results for yourself way in advance of the dream actually coming to fruition. So you've got to go and find out all the data, right? Go and find out. If you want to be a, become a public speaker, go and find out people like you who have done it, what type of businesses they own, what, what product funnels they use, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Find all that out uh, and feed your mind with all the data that you need to, to 100% know, not believe, not trust, not try, not hope, but know that you can do it too. 
So Manesh, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? I really like Evernote. Uh, it allows me to make notes when I'm in the car, when I'm driving around and, you know, audio notes and things like that. The other one that I really use is Audible on my iPhone because I don't really like reading too much. Uh, I do love audiobooks though. Well, Fire Nation loves audiobooks as well. And you can get the links to this resource and everything that we mentioned today by going to eofire.com slash Manesh Bindi. If you could recommend one book, audio or written, Manesh, what would it be? Oh, I can't. That's, that's too tough. I can't recommend just one book. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay, so I'm going to take it. I'm going to recommend you two books because I think what the people that are listening to this podcast actually want to hear is how do I get from where I am to, to where I want to be? Sure. And there's actually two books which in combination are sort of a right hook and a left hook um, that actually get the job done in, 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 in a combined fashion. Number one is a book called Outwitting the Devil um, by uh, Napoleon Hill and Sharon Lecter. Uh, that is a fantastic book because would you agree, right? There's so much information out there about how to become successful. Overload. Right. Why aren't people successful? Right. Right. It's, it's written out there in all the books. So why aren't people doing it? That's fascinating. That question fascinated me. And Outwitting the Devil actually shows you the society conditionings and the society um, manipulations that have been put onto the mindset of on our mindsets and the mindset of society and it shows you how to break away from them once you've done that and once you're clear of that then a friend of mine his name is Andy Shaw uh, has, a, has a couple of great books and they come in one package and they're called A Bug Free Mind um, and those books actually show you now that you understand and you're back in control of your mind how do you make sure you stay in control of your mind? How do you get rid of all the bugs, as he calls them, that are in your mind? Um, and how do you keep control and move forward in the direction that you want to? So those two as a combination are like you know a knockout round. Knockout, bang, bang, TKO, Michael Tyson. I love it. And Fire Nation, if you haven't already, you can get the audio version of this book for free by going to eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Manesh, We've had Napoleon Hill recommended so many times on this podcast, but usually for Thinking Grow Rich, I've never had Outwitting the Devil recommended. I've actually never even heard of that book, which is fascinating with how many circles of of entrepreneurs that I run in. So that is tops of my list right now. Outwitting the Devil, I think, is better than Thinking Grow Rich because, and I'll tell you why, Thinking Grow Rich was actually, when you go back and do the research behind why he wrote it, it's actually the sales page for the laws of success. Whereas Outwitting the Devil is a manuscript by itself that doesn't sell you on to anything else or anything like that. And it's just, I think Outwitting the Devil is way more powerful than Thinking Grow Rich. I'm excited straight up. I mean, mindset is such an important thing, Fire Nation. If there's one theme you can take away from this interview and from so many of these great interviews that we have here, mindset, mindset, mindset. Get your mind in the right place and things can follow. So, Manesh, this next question's my favorite, but it is kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? That, to be honest, that's very, very simple with everything that we've spoken about today. Number one, I'd go and find out, I'd go and find out what result the people around me wanted. 
How would you do that? Go and ask them. You know, you don't even need to spend any of the $500. You can just go and ask people. Uh, if you know nobody, like we operate right now in the world where we know no one. We've just got to, you know, we're hiding behind computers. It's the same thing. You just got to go walk up to somebody and say, hey, how's life? What are you doing in life? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If they tell you suddenly, you know, say if there's uh, real estate investing in that new world and you know that that person needs help, you would go and find out what they need help with. Um, as to if Go and find out if there's enough people that need help with that. Find out how much money you can make from that. Within seven days, you can have an offer up and running and have a client. So you say that's relatively simple, but we need to kind of live in reality here. I mean, to so many people that are picturing walking out their door right now and walking up to somebody, a stranger, I'm even putting myself in this category, Manesh, and I talk to people every single day who I've never talked to before, like yourself, and I have a very easy time doing that. It's a struggle to walk up to just somebody walking around and strike up that conversation and find things out. What would you say to that person? Okay, so what I'd do is I'd set up a LinkedIn group and a Facebook group around this, you know, if you can go online and find out what people, what the market is doing, what market, if you go to CNN.com in that world, you'll find out where the interest is, what the world is actually interested in. I'd set up a Facebook group or a LinkedIn group around that. I'd spend $250 on each um, on each network and bring people that love that stuff, love talking, whether it's real estate, gold, let's say gold, right? I'd go and set up a gold investing group on Facebook, gold investing group on LinkedIn, spend $250 each, drive all the people that love gold investing to those groups, uh, and then I'd just talk to them on the group. Is that less scarier? Now, that's less scary. That is super actionable because everybody can do something like that. Listeners, you have a passion. You have something that you know. Start small. Start a group. Attract a couple people. That's all it takes for you to start getting feedback and grow from there. So, Manesh, I really enjoyed hearing your story from your aha moment at 13 to your Bentley before the age of 25 and everything else before and afterwards. You've just been truly generous with all of your experience. So, thank you for that. And give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance. Share how we can find you and then we'll say goodbye. The one parting piece of guidance is that understand what money is. This is one thing that we, we talk to everybody about, every one of our students. If I ask you to, John, if I ask you right now to close your eyes and picture a pile of money in front of you, yes. I bet you see a pile of cash. I do. Right. But who told you that that was money? Right? Because money has been gold. Money has been tulips. Money has been property. Money has been a whole number of different things. The whole society has been conditioned to believe that cash notes are money. But cash, when you store your wealth in cash, you're leaving it up to somebody else um, to dilute that money. You're no longer in control of that cash. You need to invest it. So learn about what money is, firstly. And if you want to find out more about what we do, we have tons of education on our website. Just go to goldforlife.com uh, or find me on Facebook and you know we can chat. Manesh, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links of everything that we've talked about today at eofire.com. Click on that podcast tab. You're hanging out there in the archives. Thank you so much for being generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Absolutely welcome. Thank you. Fire Nation, are you an aspiring or new entrepreneur who's looking for a community of like-minded individuals who can offer support, tools, resources, and advice as you start your entrepreneurial journey? Visit firenationelite.com to find out more about our elite mastermind group. 
Fill out an application, schedule a one-on-one 15-minute chat with me, and start your journey today. Thank you for joining us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.